This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Which is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Good afternoon. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Cloudy skies, 54 now at O'Hare. AccuWeather says under those mainly cloudy skies today, we're going to head up to a high of 56. And right now, the numbers are up on Wall Street. The Dow is ahead by nearly 400 points. The S&P 500 up by 71, and the Nasdaq's ahead by 264 points. And what can holiday travelers do to find their missing baggage this week? We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, some other people are looking for a new job in the new year. And here to tell us what jobs will be in demand in 2023 is Rick Cobb, the founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern in Chicago. So, Rick, what are the areas that if you want to maximize your chances of landing a good job in 2023, where should you be looking? Well, let's let's take the categories and in terms of what their the realistic opportunities are. So I could say, you know, al- algorithm programmer, artificial intelligence, uh, microbiology. Most of us aren't going to be able to qualify for those opportunities, but legitimate opportunities that exist in the market. You've got a 4.7 unemployment number. It's holding like that. The one thing that we know about organizations, businesses, regardless of what they do, is they need sales. So they need people that can produce sales, and they need the functions that support sales. In a new wrinkle in that that whole arena of, of supporting sales is someone who manages and understands media. We used to say that it would be you know, broadcast, print, et cetera. But now it's also social media. And so that social media, public relations, and advertising, which used to be the thing that you would cut first, you know, you're going to tighten your belt, we'll get rid of the marketing people, we don't know what they do anyway. Now we're realizing with social media and your way that you get to the customer, which is so much more via uh, technology platforms, you need to be really good at that or you will disappear. Um, And then on the other end of the scale, for an hourly person, there's so much technology out there, whether it's your your the utilities that you use, the cable systems that you use, there's a desperate need for people who have the ability to install and repair that technology. They don't have enough. Try to find a plumber. Try to find a carpenter. You can't. Try to find an electrician. So those jobs are continuing uh, to be very hot. And then anytime uh, an economy goes through hard times, which we did a few years ago and may go through again, or maybe in it, for as many people say. What happens is there's a lot of money spent on building, repairing, and maintaining the physical structures of businesses, logistics, driving trucks, transportation, loading the docks, all of the different things you do to get the product to market. 
Those are critical, and they're not going to go away unless we just stop being a country with businesses. So, Rick, you work for a company called Workplace Consulting Firm to Discern. So what that Mm -hmm. means is you help people, you know, figure out the best way to structure their workplaces. So we've talked about finding a job. As the economy may go south a little bit next year, as some people are concerned about, what's the Mm -hmm. best way to preserve your job, to reduce the chances that you might be among the layoffs if we do have a downturn? Yeah. So first of all, we have to look at the culture of the organization that you're in. If you're in if you're in an organization which is comfortable with work from home or or a hybrid of working from home and you have the kind of job that can be done that way, i.e. you're 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 a programmer, you you are a marketing person, you're a public relations person, and you can do your work very much independently on a periodic basis, and the company culture allows that or endorses it, that's fine. But if you can't reframe or you can't change the, the company and the business they're in to think differently, uh, that's not going to be your purview unless you're the CEO or a board member. So the first thing is to look at the culture of the business that you're in and how they operate and, and what that culture is. You know, my role often in an organization is to sit down with the senior management and talk about what they see the future of their business being, where are you trying to get to and how are you getting there and try to identify what is uh, the presenting problem, which seems to be in your face, it looks like we really have to address this issue, this issue from what the real problem is. And the real problem is, you know, we can't hire enough people, but we start to look in and say, well, your retention rates are horrible, particularly at this category. You know, women between the ages of 18 and, and 23 don't stay. Why is that? Let's look at that. And that really is a human resources problem. So back to the employer, if you want to create and retain talent, it's not it's not soft. It's not weak. It's it's critical to understand what you need, what they care about, and how what you do in your role as, as their boss, as their leader, as their manager supports who they are as an individual and how they can fit. If you bring somebody on board and you put them on an assembly line and you expect them to do the same job every day for 15 years, there's no engagement. If you instead say, by doing this, we will create a path for you to be promoted and work through the organization, whether going to a new site, becoming a supervisor, then becoming a manager, then become that sort of thing. And if you don't do that, you have no sustainability. And it, so it boils down to finding talent and keeping them is a lot better and financially and functionally than constantly trying to find new people, which is, you know, I think there's football teams and baseball teams that probably agree with that. I bet there are. In fact, I know there are. Rick Cobb, the founder of To Discern in Chicago. Rick, happy New Year, and thanks for all of your contributions to the Noon Business Hour during 2022. They've been incredibly valuable. Coming up, the effects of the Southwest Airlines crisis have gone past canceled flights into an ocean of lost luggage. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, perhaps one of the most painful questions that holiday travelers have had to answer this week is, where's my missing baggage? And we'll cover that coming up right now as we check in with Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and director of the Chaddock Institute at DePaul University here in Chicago. So, Joe, if you are among those individuals who has had an issue with lost luggage, or if this ever happens to you, what's the advice? How do you deal with it? 
You know, I think what airlines are learning, I'll give you some advice in a minute, but the default position has always been if somebody's flight's canceled, get their bags to where they need to go in case they put them on a different flight. You get there, your bags are there. Uh, in this case, it backfired on Southwest because when your flight's canceled and they say, go home, we don't have flights for you, and then your bags are flown to Phoenix. I mean, it's just a heck of a mess because you're worried about those bags. They're piling up in Phoenix. So it's become a, a PR nightmare for uh, for Southwest. And I think, you know, of course, uh, in this crisis, the common sense solution is try to avoid checking bags, you know, for the next few weeks until Southwest sort things out. And, of course, don't put uh, pharmaceuticals, valuables, and so forth. And, boy, people are learning the hard way. I especially feel for uh, people traveling in groups where, you know, you just have a tremendous amount of inventory being shifted and you're stuck back home. Joe, how did this happen? How did we get to this point with Southwest? You know, it's going to be a fascinating case study, a depressing one at that, because in my whole life of watching aviation, apart from you know 9-11, which is a different phenomenon, seeing an airline unravel like this. Um, and, and the way I put it is, is you know, unlike American uh, United Delta, where most flights come back to one of the big hubs after a, a leg or two, Southwest flights kind of roam around the country. So when suddenly you have crew and labor all over the place, you know, in 75 different cities, it's hard to get those crews back to the big hub so you can, you know, let them go home, get a good night's rest, and, and start a fresh set of flights. And uh, it appears even worse than that, where they've lost track, uh, at least initially, of where their crews were. So now they're in the great reset, probably trying to bring people back to their domicile or hub, let them get a fresh start. But I really thought by today we would see, you know, 8 10% cancellations, but today is almost as bad as yesterday. So what does this say right now about the state of the airline industry is this unique to southwest or could this just as easily happen to one of the other major carriers uh unfortunately for southwest it does seem to be something unique to them uh that their crew scheduling software uh we're still waiting for for details but appears to have not been updated like the other airlines so you can put in the program where people are how many hours they have left by fa regulations to fly uh how long the airplanes can go before they need service and then the model will tell you, do this. <laughs> and in Southwest case, it's all being done apparently uh, manually, you know, one flight at a time. So airlines did learn the hard way, Southwest, on this. And uh, as I say, with technology, what we're finding is things go great, you know, more often than they used to. But when they go bad, these things happen. And, and CEOs are really going to have to be more proactive in, in preventing this. That's Joe Schwederman, the professor of public services and director of the Chaddock Institute. At DePaul, Joe, hope you have a very happy 2023, and thank you as well for all of your great contributions this year on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Up next, the best bubblies and cocktails to help you ring in the new year. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Well, for many of us, part of ringing in the new year is having the perfect drink to toast the new year, our friends, our hopes for the future, and here with some suggestions to help you find the perfect drink for the new year is Carly Katz, the owner of Bottles and Cans with locations in Chicago's North Center and Edgebrook neighborhood. So Carly, what are your ideas about the right way to ring in and toast the new year? Uh, well, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist, so I, I have always loved just a bottle of bubbly. They, it's kind of managed to be a lot of people's ring in the new year uh, beverage of choice. Um, you can go as far up as doing like a true champagne. You can hit those $100 bottles if you want. That is completely people's prerogative. 
Um, but you can also ring it in with something a little less expensive and do a Prosecco or a Cava. You're still getting that celebratory bubble, but you're not having to go to that extra price point. Um, there's a lot of different ways people can do it. And Carly, price isn't always indicative of how much you're going to enjoy a beverage, right? No. I think at some point there was a good, you know some marketing around that thought, um, but you, you really don't have to do it anymore. Um, I mean, just in our store, you can you can have a wonderful bottle of bubbles it, that'll get you, I don't know, fifteen ninety nine, um, and enjoy it as much as you would a true champagne. Um, a lot of people out there would likely not know the difference. Um, there's kind of a lot of marketing and things behind the idea of having a champagne, but a lot of people probably won't know the difference. Is it worth it to instead of just taking your chances and picking up what you see on the shelf to maybe go to a place like bottles and cans and, you know, get someone who really knows what it's about, you know, talk to you and maybe give you a good idea of something to try. Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, anyone that comes in here, you're, we're going to be able to help you kind of figure out what you typically like, where your taste profile goes. If you're going to make some kind of a like punch with it or anything like that, we're happy to kind of guide you and help you figure out, where you need to go. If you like something that's a little bit more dry, maybe we go the cava direction. If you like something that has a little bit more sweetness, we can do Prosecco, do a Moscato. Um, there's, there's a varying range of things. And, you know, we, we have a lot of like pink bubbles as well. So if you like something that's also very pretty in a glass, we can go that direction. There's a, there's a lot of different like fun things that you can do and still have that celebratory look. And what about cocktails? What are some suggestions there? So this year, it seems like there has been a lot of, like, the, the beautiful crystal punch bowl that seems to kind of now make its way onto everybody's table. So we've seen a lot of that. A lot of people coming in, doing kind of twists on rum punch, doing things where it's, um, we had one last night at a house where she had done this bourbon vodka, like, it was amazing. I had my thoughts that maybe it wasn't going to be, but it was so wonderful and it was so pretty. She garnished it with cranberries and lemon and it just had like a very nice like setting around it as well. That's Carly Katz, the owner of Bottles and Cans. Again, you can find them in North Center and Edgebrook. And uh, Carly, hope you have a very happy new year and being us to make people have a perhaps better experience toasting the new year. Very much appreciated. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station, News Radio 1059. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And for Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis, and as always, the Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. And these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Some desperate travelers willing to pay top dollar to get home somehow as the Southwest Airline crisis continues. The Red Cross needs donations after the winter storm led to canceled blood drives. This is Mike Krauser. Because it's not right for handicapped people to be trapped inside a building. A housing authority in central Illinois says it's not responsible for disabled tenants being stuck in their apartments over Christmas. And the minimum wage will soon go up in Illinois. On Wall Street, the Dow's now up 356 points, the S&P 500 ahead by 67, and the NASDAQ is up 256 points. AccuWeather says we're heading up to a high of 56 on a windy afternoon with mainly cloudy skies. And then tonight, it'll still be windy and cloudy. We could see a couple of showers. Our lows will be in the upper 30s to low 40s. Right now, it's 55 in Kankakee and along Chicago's lakefront. It's 55 at Midway. It's cloudy and 55 at O'Hare at 1231. Some Southwest Airlines ticket holders have been so desperate to get home, they've shelled out thousands of dollars to get there. As we hear from WBBM's Bernie Tafoya. Kalo Pachevsky, owner of Chief Chicago Limo, says one of his drivers took people from Midway Airport to Weehawken, New Jersey, across the Hudson River from New York City, $4,300. Driver Jay Herrick took five people to Omaha, Nebraska. They teared up a little bit of actually being being home, uh, being back you know, in, in Omaha uh, with their car and, and being able to uh, be home. Herrick says his passengers expect to be reimbursed by Southwest Airlines for the $2,300 fare. They do. They do. Absolutely. They're certainly going to um, try to get reimbursed. Chief Chicago Limo says one traveling Southwest Airlines family was willing to pay $6,700 to go from Midway Airport home to Fort Lauderdale, Florida this week. Bernie Tafoya, 105.9 WBBM. The DeWitt County Housing Authority in central Illinois says it's not responsible for an elevator breakdown on Saturday that left residents with disabilities of an apartment building stuck in their units for three days. WBBM's Mike Krauser tells us what happened. Caleb Zook, who just turned 19, spent Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and his birthday stuck in his fifth-floor apartment at Sheldon Nixon Manor. He uses a wheelchair. I had to sit up there all weekend in excruciating, agonizing pain in my leg, and he just didn't care. He had frostbite on a finger and a burn on a leg. He told CBS3 in Champaign he wanted to go to the hospital. He said building maintenance told him it wasn't their problem. He said another man who needs a cane to walk couldn't get out either. He was stuck, but I mean, at least he had family that was able to get up the stairs. I got 80-year-old grandparents. I didn't want them coming up. Zook's mother, Jennifer Garrett. Because it's not right for handicapped people to be trapped inside a building for three days. The DeWitt County Housing Authority said a repair company was called on Christmas Eve. It was at their mercy. The authority said it understands the residents' frustration. That's the story from DeWitt County. It's the season for giving and the Red Cross is looking for donations. After winter weather canceled blood drives across the nation, 
The organization is hoping they can make up for the hundreds of lost units they were hoping to have to supply local hospitals. To find out where you can donate, visit redcrossblood.org. It's 1233. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Stocks trading sharply higher today, though off their session highs. But joining us with the latest on what's moving Wall Street today, Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors in New York. So, Jim, your take on what is moving the markets today. Why are investors seemingly happy on this Thursday? Well, it's very nice to see after a rough year and a, and a, and a rough uh, uh, day yesterday, but it's meaningless. Uh, most people are away. They finish their trading for the year. Uh, this is uh, uh, your, your, your typical classic uh, uh, year-end uh, holiday rally. You've got some short covering, some anticipation of the end of tax law selling, uh, and some uh, uh, quantitative computer trading. Uh, all of it really uh, meaningless, but, but nice to see. And it may or may not go on tomorrow, but then next week we'll readdress all of the issues we're dealing with. How far is the Fed going to go? What, what is the effect going to be on the economy, on corporate profits? So enjoy this, but don't act on it and don't take it seriously. So what we've been seeing with the jobless numbers today, the overall state of the economy. Jim, what's your thought on what to look forward to as we transition to 2023? What are the things to watch out for? What's your advice for investors? Okay, well, my, my, my advice is long term. Every time you have had a drawdown, like this in stocks, almost 100% of the time, a year or two later, stocks have been higher. So it's a time to be more of a buyer rather than a seller on a long-term basis. On a short-term basis, the outlook is still very murky. The good side of the economy, the interest rate-sensitive side of the economy, the housing, uh, they're, they're all experiencing a slowdown due to what the Fed has done. So far, the services side, the job side, the wage side are, are all holding up. But don't forget, interest rate increases take effect with a lag, and, and they're very incremental. So we won't know until uh, February or March uh, what the real effect of the economy is. Uh, we will get some important economic data in, in January. You'll get some inflation data, some employment data. Then you got the February uh, Fed board meeting, and also in January and February you got corporate earnings reports and forward-looking guidance. So we have a lot to learn, with not a lot of visibility. So the short term is very cloudy, uh, but I would say that uh, uh, if you're a long-term investor, stocks are down a lot, and that's when you want to buy them. Is it one of those things where it's not where am I going to be next week, next month, next quarter, but where do I want to be in the end? What's my end goal here? Is that really yeah, the way in, you need to look at this right now? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. That's the way you, you, you it, it needs to be viewed is where do you want to be in a year or two? And actually, actually there, there are several good, good places to make money. Quality, uh, quality growth stocks, I would not go back to the, the high-flying stocks that had no earnings that uh, never should have been where they were and came down a lot. But the, the, the high-quality stocks with good balance sheet and earnings in the here and now. And also, quite frankly, you can get a good return on two-year treasuries and two-year corporate bonds. You can get almost 5% on two-year corporate bonds. So uh, there, there are lots of attractive, pla attractive places to be other than cash if you have a little patience. Well, let me ask you t two things, and I'm sure there are probably more than two, but what is the thing out there that's attracting too much attention and maybe we shouldn't be looking as closely at? And what's the thing that we're not looking at? What is something out there that is being overlooked and shouldn't be? 
Well, that's uh, the two very good questions. Uh, the first is, uh, are we paying too much attention to the Fed, uh, and, and, and will the economy have the strength uh, to power through these uh, rate increases as inflation gradually comes down? Or are we worrying too much uh, about the Fed not giving the economy enough credit? And then uh, what, what are we not worrying about? So far, the credit markets have been very orderly, uh, but you do have a lot of companies that took out debt in a zero-interest rate environment. And as the, as the economy slows, maybe some of them are not going to be able to pay the debt, and we're not worrying about it enough right now. Well, the short term might be a bit murky, but what is absolutely clear is that it's been great having Jim Awad, the Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors, LLC, out of New York on the Noon Business Hour so many times in 2022, and he'll be back in 2023. And, Jim, we appreciate everything you've done for us this year to help make things a little clearer, even in these murky times. Up next on Technology Thursday, a look at tech trends to watch out for in 2023. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Technology Thursday on the Noon Business Hour, and Talking about all the humongous tech trends we'll likely see in 2023. Well, who else but Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor of the Today Show in Cambridge, Massachusetts. By the way, you can check Paul at paul at humongousmedia.com. And Paul, we've got so much to talk about here. We're actually going to hope you'll hang around for another segment a little bit later on because there's just so much tech to talk about right now. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the biggest trends that you're seeing for the new year. What should we be looking for? What's going to make tech news? That's right. Well, it's it's already making news now and and, the, and just sort of to mark that watershed of all this new tech hitting us like a wave is the Consumer Electronics Show, which is coming up in about a week in Las Vegas, where about 200,000 people are going to go. There are probably 150,000 uh, different uh, exhibitors and all of them are sort of looking for what's next. And what's next, we've sort of narrowed it down to about uh, a couple of things for, for this particular seg, and that is, you know, virtual spaces, if you will, is one of them, and heat pumps. Those are unrelated, but they're very, they're they're actually going to hit uh, almost anybody who's paying attention to the consumer electronics world is going to hear about it. So virtual spaces is basically virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, just one, one measure to give you a sense of it, Snap, which is one of the social media apps, Snapchat, uh, they have seen a boost in conversion, meaning people buy stuff more often, of 100% when a customer sees a product using augmented reality within their social media app. So, for example, they can try on a pair of shoes while they're moving. In other words, they hold their smartphone up, they point their smartphone with their feet and say, Gucci is advertising. Well, now you can try a pair of Gucci's on right through your phone, see what they look like on your body, and that seems to boost um, sales by close to 100%. So everybody looking for sales right now in the advertising market suffering, this is a very bright spot, and that particular technology is a cause. Now, what about heat pumps? And what, you know, we don't often think about high technology with heat pumps, but what is it that makes them one of the top tech trends? Well, heat pumps are hugely efficient. A lot of people, this is not a brand new technology per se, but it is definitely being deployed in a really interesting way. Heat pumps, the basic difference between a heat pump and anything you have in your house, that, uh, like a, a furnace, is that heat pumps move heat. They don't generate heat. And by moving heat using physics, there is energy loss or gain when you move heat across something cold. When it changes its state from hot to cold, you, gener you actually generate heat. Uh, and so what's, or cool if you run it the opposite direction. In a nutshell, though, what's really cool about heat pumps 
You can install them in almost any home or apartment. You don't have to run ducts. That's number one. But most importantly, especially people think about carbon footprints, people think about energy costs, they're close to 90% more efficient than your existing furnace or oil burner. So you can almost overnight drop your uh, energy costs dramatically. Now, the main uh, movers and shakers in this particular segment, Mitsubishi, LG, Samsung, a few other well-known brands, but those guys are they are projecting right now about $120 billion global market for heat pumps, um, which, again, can heat and cool uh, in, the next, uh, in the next six years. Well, one of the cool things we keep hearing about is AI, artificial intelligence. So how real and how prevalent is AI these days? I'll tell you what. One of the purest judges of that is your best way to answer that question is how freaked out is Google? Answer very, meaning that AI, which is running a lot of people have heard about this, but it took almost I don't know uh, a week for uh, snap, for uh, chat for Chat GPS, uh, which is an AI service, free. It's online. You can go check it out to gain about 1 million users. That's about 10 times faster than any of the other technologies out there. And what's really exciting about it and scary to Google, Google is now has a red alert, literally, officially, internally, that this could blow up the search engine game because chat AI and AI specifically generating text, generating speech, generating answers in real time, you won't need to browse anymore. You could literally ask this chat GPS uh, service uh, to, for the answer of a question, it'll come back. You will not have had to go anywhere on the web. That makes Google very nervous, and it will change everything very dramatically soon. And we hear a lot about robots. What's going on with them? Well, uh, robots is, you know, I mean, everybody's been, people have been talking about robots since the Jetsons. You know, Rosie comes in and serves coffee, uh, and that's all great. But what, that, what, what they're really doing is they're getting really big and really small. The really big ones are now on the floor of the average uh, a fulfillment center for Amazon and taking the place of a lot of very difficult, very heavy, and sometimes injury-causing work uh, in Amazon uh, fulfillment centers and return centers. That's the big ones, and they are doing huge amounts of work that people don't have to. And the tiny ones are actually co- are performing surgery. Uh, in fact, there are lots of places where doctors can't get to, but because they have remote access, they can actually have a robot perform some basic uh, kinds of surgery at a distance. And the reason that's exciting is because those robots are precise and the doctor does not have to be there to perform that, uh, in some cases, life-saving surgery. So robots are everywhere. Well, the tech topic is humongous, and that's why Paul's going to hang around. He'll be back in a couple of minutes to continue our conversation on the big tech trends in 2023. Useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And we return to Paul Hockman of Humongous Media, the former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Check out his website at humongousmedia.com. If, if you love tech, that's a great place to go. Paul, so let's pick up with one of the hottest topics in tech, EVs. What's going on with that? And in particular, I understand that there are big developments coming that's going to make it easier for you to keep that EV charged and recharge it much more quickly. That's exactly right. You know, it's, a lot of people have talked about it in the last, certainly on this show and in, in many places recently, that the EV market relative to its origins only a few years ago is really exploding. It's, it's doubled in size, which admittedly is a small number. It went from probably 2% to close to 5% of the automobile market. Um, but obviously in, a, in the United States, one of the biggest in the world, uh, it's, you know, that's 14, 15 million vehicles a year. That's a large number of EVs suddenly on the road. Well, one of the biggest obvious challenges is how do you power it? 
And uh, one of the biggest obvious challenges as part of that is how long does it take to charge it? For a lot of people, they sort of fear, understandably, that they're going to go out there and they're, it's, it's called range anxiety. There's actually a term for it. They're going to go out there with their car, their electric vehicle, and they won't be able to find a place to charge it. Or if, it, if they do find a place, there have been some complaints that some of the infrastructure is still broken or not ready and all that. Well, guess what? Part of that is how long will it take to charge when you get there? If there's a line, you got to wait. And then, in many cases, you got to wait an hour to fully charge your vehicle. Well, Ford and a couple of very small entrepreneurs have come up with a way, mostly around the cable, believe it or not, that goes from the charging station to the battery to dramatically speed up the charging time to the tune of you could get uh, go from if you had a 300-mile char- uh, range in your vehicle, you could fully charge it in about 20 minutes or 15 to 20 with this experimental cable. So the cable itself is the only difference. It's not the battery. It's not the amount of power going there. And that's a huge breakthrough. That's very close to what it takes for the average person to pull in and fuel up with conventional fuel. Once that changes, I think there's going to be a flood of interest in EVs far beyond what we even see now. And Paul, real quick, we've been talking a lot about wearables. What's new with that? Okay, I'll tell you what. Um, this is really interesting to me. Wearables, I've been looking at this industry for a long time. Wearable technology is mostly associated with external stuff. Like you probably remember Google Glass a long, uh, not that long, oh, long yes. years ago. And it didn't necessarily take off, but there are versions of it. Well, right now in the medical devices industry, there's a company called Zimmer Biomet. They're a German-based company. Medical devices, they're number two behind Medtronic. They have developed a heads-up display for surgeons who are putting in, say, a replacement knee. The key to the effective placement of a a new knee is its orientation. You don't want to put it in at an angle or you want to put it off, and every millimeter counts. This heads-up display broadcasts that, uh, whether or not it's level, from the knee itself to the surgeon in front of their eyes, even when it's inside the body, when it's being placed there. The result is extremely accurate insertion of these devices and extremely accurate placement of the devices. So the outcomes are much improved. So that's really a huge improvement. And a lot of folks who want uh, knees or hips are going to benefit in this next year. That's Paul Hockman, the president of Humongous Media and the former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge. Again, check out his website, humongousmedia.com. Paul, Happy New Year. And thank you as well for all of your great contributions throughout the year and many more to come in 2023 on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.